chapter and read a few verses at the end of the chapter, starting with verse number 27. Amen. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 27. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Word of the Lord. What an encouragement that his word is to us today. Well, it was obvious from the prayer request that you can survey our church from one side to the other. And there are a lot of people with needs. A lot of people going through some troubling times, trying times, struggling in uh, present circumstances of your, your life. And I, I, I understand that. I, I realize that. I'm praying uh, for all of you in your various situations, health situations, family situations, just the various struggles that you're up against, and we're praying one for another. But I believe that the Lord has just been talking to me about these struggles, dealing with me about them, and I know that if he deals with me, it's because he has a higher design, a higher purpose. I'm not saying that these struggles that you're in have come you know, directly that God has just sent all these things on us or on you in your present need. But I do believe that sometimes God just withholds his hand and allows us to enter into seasons where we are really struggling. And during those times, while we don't understand what God is doing, we know that God is faithful and true to his people. And we know that even in the struggles that sometimes we can see the hand of God, the design of the Lord, even in your trials and your, your troubles that you are in. God has a higher purpose. His ways are higher. His ways are beyond our comprehension, beyond our understanding. We just know that However he works in our lives, it's for our good, it's for his glory, and God has a higher purpose to accomplish some things in us that need to be accomplished. So you may be asking right now, Lord, what is going on? What is happening to me? Why am I facing this trial? This, why am I struggling in this present situation? That's what the children of Israel said in their calamity that they were in, they said, Lord, 
Where are you? Is my way hid from you? That's verse 27. Is my way hid from you? Is my judgment passed over from my God or God? Are you not, are you not making this right? Are you not writing these problems and these issues that I am faced with? We understand that God's God has a purpose even in allowing us to enter into times of need and struggles. This is part of the Christian experience and everybody has times of trial and struggles. And, uh, but what's really important is that we step back and we take some time to really look at the circumstances that we are in and that we wait on the Lord and we ask him to reveal himself to us and reveal his purpose in all of these things. Let me give you three things. First of all, that are, I know for certain, are uh, a part of the purpose of God for you and for me. Number one is he wants, us to, he wants you to be saved. He's not willing that anyone perish. It's the will of God. It's the plan of God, the purpose of God that you be saved and to recognize how precious your salvation is. Too often, we kind of take things for granted, don't we? That we know the Lord and we have him with us and uh, we, don't, we, don't, uh, we don't really recognize or at least we don't remember just how precious and wonderful it is to be born again and to be a child of God. But a part of the purpose of God is that you are saved. Secondly, is that in these trying times, he wants to work on us. He wants to shape us, shape us into something that, um, um, that he wants to accomplish in our life. And um, I forget who the writer was, but someone wrote a book called Don't Waste Your Sorrows. And uh, in that book, it's, um, it's uh, actually just giving wise instruction that when you go through a struggle that you understand that during this time that God can do some things in you that maybe he would not do in other, any other circumstance. And so he shapes us. The Bible says we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. He is at work in your life and sometimes through terrible times of struggle that God is wanting to work on you. He's wanting to shape you and, and take care of the rough edges of your life and teach you some things that maybe you would not listen to otherwise uh, in your life. If things were going along smoothly, you wouldn't even recognize, oh, how much I need the Lord. Oh, how much I need the Lord to work in my life and to shape me and to uh, make something in, uh, of my life. Psalm 78 and verse 34, it says, when he slew them, talking about the children of Israel, when he slew them, then they sought him. Something about your trial, something about your struggle that drives you and pushes you into the presence of God, that makes you remember how desperately you need the Lord. We easily get, become so self-sufficient. We easily think we can work things out in our own, uh, in our own strength or our own might. And 
But God is reminding us through our struggles of how much that we need him and we need to allow him uh, to, to work in us. So he wants to save you. He wants to shape you. And then he wants you to seek him. He wants you to seek after the Lord. Uh, the psalmist, Psalm 119, verse 67, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. Now I have, I have kept your word. Something about your struggle that causes you to, to press in uh, to the Lord in a, in a deeper way, in a more intimate way, with a, with a newfound fervency. Something about your struggle of your life reminds you that you need to run to Jesus with your whole heart, run to Jesus and to get help. For the past couple of weeks, I have been looking through a fog. My vision has been uh, hindered uh, somewhat. It is improving a little bit day by day and it's better this weekend for which I'm very grateful. Uh, but uh, I've been looking through a fog and um, here's what happens when you face a trial. You, you can either, when you're, when, you, when you're falling, when you're free falling into a situation, you're either gonna splat and be defeated and destroyed by it, or you're gonna bounce. Amen, amen. I choose to bounce. I choose to allow my circumstance and to drive me to the Lord. So I've literally spent hours and hours and hours here in the, in the sanctuary for the past two weeks and um, walking the floor and crying out to God and asking the Lord to do a work in me, do something fresh in me, Lord, speak to me and let me hear your voice. One morning when I was here, the Lord spoke to me in my spirit and said, this is my mercy. This is my mercy. And I had, he had to reveal that to me, reveal that God was showing me that there are certain things that going on in my life and my health and that he is showing mercy to me that things could have been a lot worse than they are. They could get a lot worse, but God was showing his mercy to me even in the present uh, situation. C.S. Lewis said, God whispers to us in our pleasure, but shouts in our pain. Amen. Amen. So if you're struggling today, I just want to remind you that God has a purpose. And it may be by design to cause you to run to Jesus, to lean heavily upon the Lord, to pour your heart out to the Lord and allow him to speak to you and to direct you and to, uh, to work in your circumstance. Don't get bitter. Don't get upset with God. Don't get bitter with your situation. But instead, run to Jesus. Run to Jesus with your whole heart. Run to the Lord with your struggle because God has allowed these things in your life and, and there's a design here. There's a purpose in this and, and it is for us all to draw nearer to the Lord. There's a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13 that kind of gives us a little further insight into this. It says, there is no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. So it's encouragement, isn't it? You're not the only one. You're not alone. If you're in the middle of a big struggle right now, whatever that it might be, your health, your family, your, 
your, you know, your finances or whatever. If you're in a struggle, last week I preached about the storm and today I'm preaching about the struggle. And so wherever you are and whatever you're dealing with, be reminded what God's word says. You're not in this alone. Others have gone through it. And, uh, and so you, you can be comforted in the, the reality uh, that, uh, that it's common to man. You're not alone. But then it says, but God is faithful. God is faithful. Yes. Amen. Yes. You need to identify the God that we serve. He is a faithful God. You don't see faithfulness too much in our world today. There's a lot of unfaithfulness uh, in, in the workplace, unfaithfulness in families and homes and marriages. Unfaithfulness seems to be the way of the world these days, but not when it comes to our God. But God is faithful. Praise God. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above you are able. God knows your limitation. He knows your limits. He'll not suffer you uh, to go through something. And, uh, but just be reminded, he's faithful, he's with you, and he knows your limits. He knows your limits. And he'll give you grace in the situation that you're in. And the last part of that verse says, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape. Praise God. Amen. So you remember the day when you entered into your struggle, you entered, entered into your problem, you entered into your trial. Well, that day that you entered into it, that God already had planned and designed a way out. Amen. There was already, you entered into it, but there was, a, there was a, day, a door out of your circumstance. There was an end to it if you'll just continue to allow God to work in your life and through the struggles that you're in right now. In your struggle, I want to just encourage you uh, to pursue the Lord with your whole heart. In your struggle, cry out to the Lord with your whole heart. When you don't know what to do, then lean upon God and on his character, on who he is. And that's what the next verse in Isaiah in our text in verse 28, it says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. When you don't know what to do, when you don't know where to turn, when you're at the end of your strength and your resources, you can always look to God. You can always look to the character of God and the nature of God and who he is. And that's what uh, Isaiah reveals here, some things about God. He says he's the everlasting God, so our God is eternal. Right. He's eternal. From the beginning to the end, God is eternal. He says he's the everlasting God. The creator of the ends of the earth. He's the creator. Our God has creation power. Creator power. I mean, he spoke the worlds into existence. When you go out and you look at the moon and the stars and all the creation of God, remember, there's a verse, I don't remember where, exactly where it is, but, but he knows them all. And he knows them by, by name, all the stars, and there's millions of stars. He knows them all by name. And not one of them falls out of heaven, but what he knows it. 
That's the creator God. This describes to us who he is. He's the eternal God. He's the creator God. And then it says, uh, uh, he faints not, he fainteth not, neither is weary. Or so he is, he is the all-powerful God. He's omnipotent. Nothing is beyond his might and his power. And there is no searching of his understanding. He's omniscient. So four things in that verse that kind of uh, are, are bedrock for us to look at when we are going through a struggle. And that Our God is eternal. Our God is a creator. Our God is omnipotent. Our God is omniscient. And we can trust him. We know we can put our confidence in the Lord uh, today and know that God knows what you're dealing with and the struggles of your life. And he's at work in your behalf. He'll help you. He'll strengthen you. He'll touch you. He'll heal your body. He'll resolve the issues that have you so tore up. You're so full of turmoil. And I know that throughout our congregation, there are people that have gone through loss and grief and sickness and hospital stays and surgeries and all these various things. I understand the struggles that many of you have gone through. But we, when you don't know what to do, we lean upon the God who is uh, almighty. He is all powerful. He is omniscient. He is the creator God. He is the eternal God. And we put our hope and our confidence in that God today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And then it describes him. Really what happens, that even that when you're going through it, even young people, even the youths shall faint and be weary. And young men, those that would naturally be the strongest, even they utterly fall. And here's the key. But they that wait upon the Lord, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Now, to wait upon the Lord is, just not, is not suggesting that we just kind of sit idly on the sidelines just waiting on God to do something. Actually, the word uh, wait here comes from a Hebrew word that means to plait or to braid. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? to plait or to braid. When our girls were little and they wanted to go out to play, they would run to their mother and she would braid their hair. And she would do that because they were playing and the wind was blowing and the hair was going to be, I mean, I mean, my household, I'm telling you, there's hair in my household. And uh, everywhere you look, there was lots of it. And she would braid their hair so that the wind blowing... Uh, wouldn't be such a nuisance and a mess uh, to them and that braiding it together. Amen. I believe that what that, that uh, verse really is saying to us is that when you're in the middle of a struggle and you're in temptation and trial, that, that you don't just wait on the sidelines waiting on God to do something, but you allow your life to be intertwined with the things of God, you don't just come to church on Sunday morning and that's all your spiritual existence. No, when you're going through it, you wait on the Lord or you become plaited 
or braided uh, uh, with the things of God. All of that is intertwined in your life. And you recognize that you need the Lord. Not just Sunday morning, but you need Him on Monday morning. And you need Him on Tuesday evening. And you need Him every day and throughout the week and through the, hour, the hours of the night. You need the Lord. And so your life has to be intertwined with God and with the Word of God and with the things of God. And the idea here is of like a, a little strand that is not very strong. But when those strands are braided together, then there's a strength that comes. And you are weak. When you are on your own, you're weak when you're isolated, you're weak when you cannot make it on your own. But when your life is intertwined with the things of God, with the presence of God, with the word of God, uh, with uh, uh, all the things of, of, uh, that God has provided for you, then there's a newfound strength that comes uh, into your life when you learn how to wait upon the Lord. Amen. I just can't help but just again remind you this morning that what you need to do in your struggle is run to the Lord. Run to Jesus. Get into his presence. Spend time with the Lord. Amen. And just wait upon the Lord and allow God uh, to work in your life. Allow your life, you know, we too often become so independent thinking that we can do this on our own, but Lord, the Lord sends a little struggle along your way to remind you, oh no, you've, you've tried to do this independent of me. You've tried to make it on your own, but you need me. You need me. And your life needs to be intertwined with the things of God, the word of God, the presence of the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord. Amen. Gives a little insight into that verse, doesn't it? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. The renewing of your strength really is describing what happens when an eagle uh, goes through the process that's called molt. The eagle goes through a, a process whereby usually about every year, usually it's in the spring of the year, that an eagle goes up to its nest and up into the usually the high rocks and the hills, the mountains, and, and there they go through a process. God has so created the eagle to be able to go through this, this restoring, renewing process. And uh, their, their, their feathers and their talons and their beak is worn out from a year's worth of you know, hunting and all the things that eagles do. And so, after a year, they usually go through this process every year in the springtime. The eagle goes up into these high places in their nesting areas and, and uh, they begin to push out the old, uh, those old, the, the feathers out of their wings and out of their, their body and God has so created them that as soon as those uh, come out, that new ones start coming in. And then they also, uh, their, their talons that are so strong and powerful, after a year's worth of use, usage, they get worn out. And so they, they then begin to, to, to scrape them on the rocks and bring them down and then they grow back stronger and new. 
And, uh, and so that's, that's the molting process that an eagle goes through. And that's what it's talking about here when it says that, that, you, uh, uh, that the eagle renews their strength. Renews their strength. Or they become new. They become renewed every year. Could I just suggest that, that God may have allowed you to go into the struggle that you're in right now because he wants you to be renewed in every way. Renewed uh, physically, spiritually. Renew you. And uh, that, that uh, he can restore you and strengthen you. And yet you could go through that process whereby God is renewing your life and your spirit and your walk with the Lord. Amen. And then it says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. And really the eagle, when the eagle is flying and the winds are blowing against the eagle, instead of the winds knocking them down uh, to the ground, the wind, they mount up. The, wind, they, the, the winds that blow against them, they're able to spread their wings so that they don't go down, but instead they go up. They mount up with wings as eagles. And so in your struggle, that's what you are to be doing. You are to wait upon the Lord. You're to get all wrapped up in the things of God, all platted and braided in the things of the Lord so that your heart can be renewed and that you can go through that process whereby he renews you and, and gives you a fresh touch and a fresh anointing of his spirit upon your life and can renew your life in your present struggle that you are in so that when the struggle and the winds of adversity are blowing against you, they will not destroy you, but instead you will just soar higher. You'll just go up higher and higher. And higher and higher because God is at work in your present situation. Praise the Lord. Then you'll run and not be weary and walk and not faint. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. These last couple of weeks as I have been waiting on the Lord here around the, the church, I have heard the Lord say to me so many times, Run to me. Come to me. Run to me. I'm your help. I'm your strength. Come to me. Let me help you. Let me restore you. Let me strengthen you. Let me touch you. Let me heal you. Let me give you what you need. A renewing, uh, a restoring, a new, a fresh touch of God. Amen. And I believe that God's working in my life in this way. And I have no doubt but what he isn't doing the same thing for a lot of you. He isn't talking to you in your struggles, in your trials and temptations, and what you are dealing with right now. Don't say, Lord, where are you? What is going on? Understand, God's, God has design. He has purpose. He's working. And there's some things he wants to accomplish in you. Let him do it. Let him have his way. Let him work in your life. Through your trials and your tears and your worries and all the struggles that you're in, understand that God many times has a design. He has a purpose in it. He's working for your good. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. Let's stand together. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the strength. 
Lord, that comes to us because of the word of the Lord. We ask the Lord that you would just speak today, Lord, to your people in this service this morning. I don't know about all the struggles, but I do know, Lord, that there are many that have gone through some very tough times in recent weeks, months. And Lord, I know that a lot of times we question, Lord, where are you at in all of this? What is going on, Lord? Why is this happening? Why am I facing these times? And we thank you, Lord, that we can lean heavily upon you today. Praise God. Lord, we don't know what to do. We can run to you. We know that you are God. We can run to your character. We can run to your nature. We know you're the eternal God, the creator God, the all-powerful God, the all-knowing God. Lord, we just run to you today and we find strength and we find help, the presence of the Lord. And Lord, I just pray that you'd forgive us, Lord, for being so independent of you for for thinking that we can do it on our own. Help us, Lord, to recognize how much that we need you, how desperately, Lord, that we need you in our struggles. Praise God. Praise God. Amen.